Yo, what's up, people? It is Friday. It is time for another episode of Power to Power Bombs. I am your host, Drizzy, and I'm joined by my two partners, Black Barbie 116 and Bernard. How are y'all doing? Good on a Friday. Yeah, we're doing all right for a Friday, man. It's, just, it's been slow, but we made it. Right. How are y'all holding up? Has the the weird weather a little touch got to y'all yet? It won't get to me till tomorrow when it gets cold. When it's gonna be cold tomorrow? Look, man, I'm I'm over this weather. Like I tried to get out here and. I was gonna ask you the same thing. I was like, at first I thought it was me. No, he lost. He's. I mean, he's still. Hopefully he'll pop back in. I don't know what happened. But yeah, that's Kentucky for you. One day it's like ninety degrees. The next day it's sixty. Right. Like, oh, I'll be happy when. Well, (laughs) now it's summer. It's gonna be just hot. Once it gets to the stable, it's just gonna be hot all the time. To me, my perfect weather is at like late September through early November weather. That's my favorite weather. That hoodie weather. Not too hot, not too cold. Right. That hoodie weather is my that's my weather. I love hoodie weather. I got like five different hoodies now. <laughs> I just do Christmas. That's what I do. <laughs> see, that's, see, I'm I'm not an advocate of that. Women stealing hoodies. <laughs> oh, I do. I steal hoodies all the time. See. There's not a hoodie that he has that I have not worn. See, that's it. That is horrible. I try to hide out, man, for a man to get some hold of man. But she's still acquire. There we go. They t- tactically acquire your hoodies, and then they just lose them. You don't get them back. So you gotta you gotta find a spot to hold them. If you got a good hoodie, the goal is to, for her not to know you got it. Nope, I got it. I do laundry, yeah. so I know where every good hoodie is. Oh, that's, no, where men, that's where men mess up. At. That's exactly. Yeah, what I do my own laundry. If more I men do my own laundry, laundry, we would not have this issue. Yeah, yeah I do my own laundry because I know my horror movie socks and my superhero socks are gonna disappear. All right, it's We're like, gonna, yeah, we are gonna start off this week with an opinion. All right, so. Last week, I thought at the end of last week, we had a, I think it was a JR interview, and he basically said that he thinks Randy Orton is the best pro wrestler in the world right now. He's entitled to his opinion. So then Chris Jericho comes in and he basically says that Kenny Omega is the best wrestler. My question to you two is who is better? Who's the best wrestler right now? Is it Kenny? Is it Randy? Is it somebody else? Who do you think? Uh, it's question like to me, this question is very subjective because it's basically to me, it's how you feel. Right. I mean, so I, I mean, all around. Like I said, I just started getting into Kenny Omega. Like I didn't follow New Japan when he was over there, and I was barely out of Ring of Honor. Like, I had probably gotten out of Ring of Honor by the time he showed up over in Ring of Honor. I mean, but I'm familiar with Randy Orton's work. I mean, I'm familiar from when he was here at OBW until when he made it. You know, he was from that class of 2002. 
from OVW. So mm-hmm. to me, I feel like, and then even looking at Kenny's work, and I go back and watch it on YouTube, tactician-wise, Kenny Omega's a better tactitional wrestler. Overall, career-wise, to me, Randy Orton is the better. Now, for me, this question is subjective because for a long time, the only reason I watched New Japan was for Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega did things in the ring that I had never seen before. And to me, he was and is the best wrestler. Because and he that's the main reason I wanted him on those on the in a WWE ring, but I was scared of what Vince McMahon would do. That's a context for another day to his character. Uh, when he was doing the cleaner. The cleaner in New Japan was not only one of my favorite monikers, but what he did in the ring as that heel was damn near perfection. He had mixes of strength. He had his agility was off the charts and his his willingness to to make have long grueling matches, his endurance in the ring to make anybody in New Japan look good. When he was at IWGP, uh, Intercontinental, like it's like their Intercontinental belt, I think, compared to uh, the U.S. champ. Yeah, yeah, his U.S. belt. Yeah, when he was the IWGP uh, uh, U.S. champion, right, that was one of the greatest title runs that I've seen in a, quite a long time. And again, I didn't follow New Japan like that. I only followed for Okada and Omega. Though that series changed my whole view on New Japan. Right? I didn't I knew of New Japan, but I didn't know of New Japan. But Kenny Omega, the things he did in that ring, man, like the, the ring when it looked like a little boxing ring where they didn't have like the turnbuckle pads or whatever, like I was watching him then and I was like he has Rey Mysterio moves. But a great physique. He speaks all these languages. The, his entrance is cold, man. That Terminator, when they come out and they clap it, like everything, his aura about him was something I hadn't seen. He, he had the biggest aura of any superstar that I had, that was not in the WWE that I could ever remember. And I, that's how I feel about him to this day. I can I can see why people would believe that Kenny is the absolute best and I can see where Ra- people think Randy's the absolute best. Right. Personally, it's really tough to judge because I feel like they're both even both at the same spot. Randy does great things, Kenny does great things, but they both have this, have weaknesses that are at the same too. Right. Right. Now, yeah, of course. To say that to say I think if Kenny ever learned the WWE style of wrestling, he would absolutely be the greatest wrestler. Right. right. I, I agree with that. But yeah. the best wrestler that I can only give that to right now is not Kenny or Randy. Grant Grant I'll W they're close two and three, but the best is AJ Styles. I I yeah. totally agree with that. AJ and, Styles has mastered yeah. the WWE style, the indie style, and mm-hmm. the Japanese style. 
I, I totally agree with that. And the only reason I would say, the only reason I was saying with Kenny, because I, I was going to bring up AJ Styles as well. The I believe, I believe that Kenny Omega, if he came to WWE, could do what AJ Styles did for WWE. I don't believe Randy Orton could go to New Japan and be Randy Orton. No, he wouldn't. That's he my, wouldn't. And that's he why wouldn't. that's why that's why I cut Randy Orton off. Now, and not, and it's not that's not disrespectful in any way. I just believe we've seen AJ Styles in New Japan. We've seen him in TNA. We see him in WWE. I'm gonna put something. If he up went there. to AEW, he could do what he needs to do in AEW. I don't think Randy Orton could do what he does in New Japan. Hold on, I'm gonna put something else out there because the only re- and, and, and they made the point yesterday on Jabba Chase. The only reason that Kenny was able to move up is because AJ Styles left. Right. right. That. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. I believe that. Yeah. You're 100 percent right. But with that move up, we saw the his ascension. Because he wasn't moving up without AJ Styles leaving. You're absolutely right about that. And I think. Then, I and, that, I think- that, and that's why I put AJ Styles on that list. Like I think people ignore and and don't give AJ Styles enough credit like right. for, what really- he, for his influence in the ring. I think it's just he's forgotten about because he's not in the world title picture. Right. It's easy, it's easy to like forget about people that aren't directly fighting for the belt at that moment in time. Right. But I also think for me with AJ Styles, it's one of those things where I felt like if he would have joined WWE like maybe four years earlier, he would be in contention for Mr. WrestleMania. Because the man oh, can't yeah. Hell yeah. WrestleMania he's been in has been and he's put on a hell of a show. Yeah. Yet even when been. he fought even when he fought Shaming Man, that match was great. Like he the the, the only he should have been him and Shawn Michaels. Right. That's a match that I would have paid twice booked. to see. Should have been booked. You're correct. Yeah. AJ Styles, like my main I will never ever Forgive Vince McMahon for two matches that I never got to see. Here it comes. And we Here it already, comes. you already know what they are. It's the one thing. It's the Undertaker one thing. and Sting. Undertaker and Sting and AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels. I'll never forgive Vince McMahon for not giving me that match. I don't give a damn what Vince does. He will never be forgiven for not giving me those matches. And you can call it selfish all you want to. That's I my opinion. Damn like Vince are. McMahon for not giving me Undertaker versus Sting. And AJ Styles versus Shawn Michaels when they was on the same roster together. I don't care how old Sting is. Give it to me, damn it. I swear to God, I feel like if Bernard ever saw Vince Man in person, he'd probably beat him up on per- on site just because of that. Right. Yeah. He's getting two slaps. One for AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels on the left cheek and Undertaker versus Sting on the right cheek. I'm going to jail just like Austin went to jail, smiling Wait. and drinking beer. I'm, I'm that's can what I'm really slapping. Can you really slap him for AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels? Yes, that's because they was on the same roster together. Yes, I no, can. No, they wasn't. Well, no, no, well, no, not AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels, but Undertaker and Sting, I can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, Undertaker and Sting, I can. Yeah. You but he's, he's getting a commemorative slap for AJ and Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'll take, I like You're that. Just looking for a reason to fight Vince McMahon. That's how <laughs> That might be it, but I can't say that out loud. You just did. <laughs> you just did. Don't worry, if you the people, the, the people that listen to this podcast. It's like, oh, Bernard gonna slap Vince McMahon. Let me go tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
But but back to Kenny and Randy. Mm-hmm. Who do you feel is the stronger character? Okay, so hold on, hold on. Before we do this, what character? Okay, I yeah. Because AEW Kenny is weak. Yeah, I don't uh, like AEW Kenny Omega. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like my favorite persona of of Kenny Omega is the cleaner from New Japan. I don't like his character in AEW. His nobody. wrestling moves, his his wrestling skill set is is up to par, but his character, I don't I don't believe his character. I think part of it has to do with he's portraying something that he's never had to do before. Right. And he's only been doing this one here for what? It's been what six or seven months. Mm-hmm. So he's still. I, it feels like he's still trying to figure it out, and he's mm-hmm. he's slowly getting there. Well, even when but he was he, in a tag team with Adam Page, it was still. It wasn't good. I was more invested in Adam Page and his drinking than I was about. Can he, does that make sense? Yeah, like you're right. Like I felt like and Adam was, Page. You talk about when they was like trying to figure out if Adam Page was gonna turn and all that other stuff. Well, I mean, even when they were a tag team, when they was a tag team champs, it was okay. Yeah, I, Kenny's personality wasn't showing in that tag team. And right. And honestly, God, honestly, God, I can't take anything that he's doing in the AEW series because he's he's out. Well, he's outspokenly said he's trying to take more of a step back. Okay, yeah, he yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm not paying more attention to him being stepping back like not having the personality because I feel like he's he's on that's on purpose. Okay. And I feel like no, I will say he probably is more of a nerd than anything and doesn't have that natural charisma that Randy has. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like where Kenny is a good heel and he can be a good face. Randy's a great heel and an okay face. Right. Yeah, because so Randy Orton does some heel shit. Because, like, face Randy Orton is just boring. Heel yeah, face Randy Orton. Randy Orton is, yeah. Heel Randy Orton, where he just does a despicable thing. And then also, you have to give Randy Orton. Randy Orton has to probably have had the greatest progression of character ever. Right, he has. How do you go from the Silver Spoon? Everything is handed to you to the guy who you one incident has traumatically changed your entire views on life and you basically become a psychopath. Right. Right. Yeah, his, his character progression, people I, I think I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I don't think his character progression gets enough talking. Like from him being a third generation superstar with with Cowboy Bob and them, and and then going into the Legend Killer, and that that people talk about, oh, it's getting old. But I I, I thought that the Legend Killer was pretty great as far as all the people that he went after, and then the Viper, like, and then him going back and forth with Triple H when he was doing the things he was doing with Stephanie McMahon. That was some that was some top notch heel work when oh. he when he when he handcuffed Steph when he handcuffed Triple H. In the in the corner and RKO Stephanie and then kissed her like like that's some he, shit you just don't do. I know he's being considered for doing some of his best heel work now, but oh nine Randy Orton was probably the best of the best. Oh yeah, he didn't give up. He and didn't give a damn about that. No. As I was watching it, I just happened to notice the same little trajectory that 
Randy did, Cody mm-hmm. kind of did. Because, like, when he first started, he had, like, a little thing with, with Hardcore Holly. Mm-hmm. Then turned on Hardcore Holly. Well, he got hurt, so. Then he became uh, in evolution and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, Cody, same thing. Hardcore mm-hmm. Holly. I think they actually won the tag titles. And I think then it turned on him to join up with Ted DiBiase, and then they joined up with Randy. Right. I remember that, yeah. Legacy. Junior and, and and Cody, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Cody, said Cody's reading from the book of Randy, and Randy is when Randy Orton actually retires. You have to give him; they have to sit there and acknowledge that being some of the greatest character development and storytelling, regardless of what else is going on around. Because Randy's story always. Looks really good, no matter yeah. what. Yeah, he, and he's had some. He's had some great feuds. You know what I'm saying? Remember when him? It was wasn't it him? Wasn't it Randy Orton and Cactus Jack when they went through the flaming table? And that then the, the and the, no, edge. that was Edge. But he had some matches with 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 Mick Foley. They he had did. thumbtacks and all that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then he's had some great matches, some great rivalries. Plus, I mean, creatively with his the tag team names. I mean, we had rated RKO, and now we have RK Bros. Mm-hmm. Like that's creative in its own. Yeah, he but, was an evolution. Like that's that's a legendary tag team. That's a legendary stable. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Randy Orton gets his flower. Mm. Yes. Okay, we'll give him give him his flowers. What? How old is Randy Orton? 41, probably. 41, okay. Yeah, because he's been in WWE for a long time. You know what? I was a guy, I couldn't even tell you because Randy Orton doesn't look like he aged too much. Exactly. No. But yeah, I think he, he was. He as well. I don't know. We'll, find, we'll look that up. And we'll give Randy his flowers on another episode. All right. Yeah. Next, our next story. Have you guys had a chance to watch? The the big showdown between A and E and Vice TV. I watched one, but I haven't watched the other. So for those who do not know, this week was basically Ultimate Warrior Week. Mm-hmm. On Sunday we got the A and E Ultimate Warrior biography, and on Thursday, as of last night, we got the Dark Side of the Ring of the Ultimate Warrior. Have you guys had chance to watch? I haven't seen any of those yet because I've been working my butt off. But I'm, I I do intend to watch them. I've seen the dark side of the ring, but I have not seen the A and E piece. The A and E piece. The A and E one. Let's see. The best way to put it, the dark side of the ring can easily fit at the beginning of the A and E one. Okay. When you get toward the end of it, they about say the same thing. Mm-hmm. They gloss over the fact that Ultimate Warrior made racist comments. But you get oh, a little bit more of understanding of when he went crazy, basically. Okay. But they still glossed over a lot of stuff. They didn't really talk about the one thing I really wanted to talk, wanted to hear and talk about was him in WCW. Mm. But um, 
his first wife basically did majority of the first half of it. That whole dark side of the ring. Yes. Okay. They talked about how he was a bad wrestler and how they were able to just kind of take his strengths, his uh, strengths and accentuate them and hide his weaknesses. But they kind of made it sound like it was a bad thing. But they do that same. But they've re- done that same thing with multiple guys in the past. In the and that would come like when we get to like Goldberg. And stuff, that was that Goldberg was built on that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Goldberg and the Austin Warrior probably have a more similar past than. And I can sit there and point out. I mean, yeah, I, I can believe it. I can see that. I mean, it's all about hiding what was weak and pushing up what's good. Right. And they did that. Um, the A&E one talked with Hogan a little bit more as they've done it all the A&E. Is Hogan on a stake in A&E? I don't know because he's been on almost all of the all of these specials except for the Booker T one. I don't yes. remember seeing him in the Shawn Michaels one. Okay, so I haven't watched Shawn Michaels yet, but he was not in... He, wasn't, he was in the... Uh, Macho man, I'm like, why do y'all keep talking to Terry? Like <laughs> Hogan owns some of that. Yeah, I mean, because it, it can't just be that he's a legend. Because yeah, I've seen that he's been he's been guest guest appearing and a little bit more than I think he need to be. They better not give him the Hogan knows best again. I know that. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not trying to see Hogan on my TV anymore. With the Warriors. <laughs> The Warrior, it literally felt like it was just like a two-part episode. Like, A&E started on Sunday and Dark Side did it on Thursday. This is the one Dark Side that I probably wouldn't watch again. It's not good. Like, I I mean, uh, it's, to me, that Dark Side, number one, why was Eric Bischoff on there if we weren't going to talk about WCW? Yeah, that's kind of weird. Because like said, because Warriors WCW run was not good at all, and I'm curious to know if they even spoke with him about the WCW run. And like, they, did they bring up uh, 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 Brian's role for Brian? uh, for uh, hold on, was it what was his name? Wasn't it was it Brian? Not Brian. I know it's not Brian Pillman, but it was Brian. Uh, was it Brian Cushing? Who played uh, Renegade? No, they didn't talk about that. They didn't talk about right. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I'm pretty yeah. They they like they missed out so much. Like so we just gonna gloss over the fact that y'all try to bring in a a bootleg Ultimate Warrior and no. like they didn't talk about that at all. The only thing to me who talked the most was his his first wife, which okay. I like liked her perspective, and then um, Corny and Jr. Which Corny and Jr. basically said the same thing they said in the WWE destruction of Ultimate Warrior that he was he had a million dollar body, but Bingo. he was a shit, he was that's a exactly, shitty wrestler. That's exactly right. Dark Side of the Ring was the self destruction of the first half of it is the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior DVD. Basically. Okay, nothing. That's what I There was nothing. I, I saw I saw the self destruction of Ultimate Warrior. And then I bought, um, I bought the WWE came out with a they own because uh, they knew they fucked over. They knew they was fucked up when they did their self destruction. So they did well, the this, way they, uh, 
the way they explained it, they said that maybe this DVD would help him uh, get his life together, basically. But like, no, that's not gonna do anything. No, that ain't and, doing shit. So I've got in my hand, in my hand, I've got the Ultimate Warrior, the Ultimate Collection, two disc set that WWE did years after the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior to try to boost his image and try to. That probably uh, after he was already on good terms with him. Yeah. Right, right. This is the same. This this came out a couple of years before he was. Uh, remember what 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 two K was it? He was on one. He was in one of the two Ks uh, when he was a uh, uh, pre order. He did the probably. Uh, it was right before he died. Actually, I think he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2014. Right. And then he and he died in 2014. So right. it was probably that two K fifteen. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it was two K fifteen. He did the commercials and stuff for yeah. Or was yeah. it still called WWE fifteen? Which I, I think it was two K at the time. But it, yeah, he that uh, I don't know, Jersey. You're right. I'm not watching it again. Like I was very disappointed in Dark Side of the Ring because my thing is this is the same stuff we saw Jim Corn. We seen Jim Cornette and. JR say before we right. know he be. like I mean I wanted them to talk about other things like now don't get me wrong his first wife she was married to him for nine years with no kids yep. and to me I felt that was interesting and I will say Dark Side of the Ring the way the commercials made it seem it made it seem like they, those two were on bad terms but when you start watching like you said mm-hmm. you see, after they divorced they were still on good terms she was still giving him advice and trying to help him I think she was sleeping with him, to be honest with you. And that's why Dana has a problem with it. Second wife has a problem with the first wife. But honey, yeah, of course. they divorced in like 90. But here's the thing. They divorced in 91. You married him in like 99. Right. Why do you have a problem? Yeah, yeah she, yeah. I, I've always thought that that was kind of weird. Even like it, that came out that that came out that they was they were still beefing when they inducted it. When they created the Warrior Award, that mm-hmm. that came up then. I was like, how do let it go? Like, I believe Dana works for WWE. She does. Yeah, she does. So it makes sense. They and it's it's still a mess. But I mean, I wouldn't be worried about his first wife when I came eight nine years later. You know, I mean, to me, I, Dana, it seems I, like there might have been something still going on between him and his first wife. Maybe they had a connection that you didn't have with him. That's probably what it is. I can sit there and see that where there's probably a whole, well, he doesn't talk to me about that. Like, oh, don't worry about it. She was like, they were together for like a whole 10 years. I think they were together longer than that. They've just been married. Yeah, because they got together in like the late 70s, early 80s, and then got married in like 82 and then divorced in like 91. So, honey, she was there before he was famous. He was bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. But it's like with Dana Warrior, it's like, and then you want to say, well, the dark side of the ring, I didn't sign off on that. And they're all, it's just schmutt and filth. And I'm like, we can't all, we can't get WWE's fluffy, we want to make amends and do right by him. Honestly, I don't think she has saw what it happened. Saw the, she, I think she'll change her tune after she's seen it. Yeah, she should. She should There was nothing different than what was in the A&E. Okay. There was nothing different, so she has. No, I think she's just saying that because they talked to the white, the first wife. They're not going to talk to Dana because she works for WWE. W. I'm pretty sure nobody that works for WWE can sit there and do anything with Dark Side of the Ring, especially how they pan Vince McMahon. 
Like it's it's just not gonna happen. I think Stone Cold Steve Austin is probably the exception to the rule, and that's just because he's not gonna do anything. I think Vince trusts that he's not gonna do anything to hurt the WWE. He's not gonna fuck up the bag at all. No, he won't. And plus, he's the big Stone Cold Steve Austin is at a point where he is almost bigger than wrestling. I think the only other person that could probably do it is The Rock. The Rock is Cena would never do it. No. But those two with The Rock and Austin could do. Yeah. Because The Rock is not going to make WWE look bad. Because, I mean, even, I mean, he inducted Ken Shamrock into the Impact Hall of Fame. Yep. And my thing is, he didn't make WWE look bad. I mean, they talked about when they were on the road with each other, you know, and traveling with each other, and two dudes coming in at the same time, kind of getting hot at, in WWE at the same time. I don't know. I was just kind of upset with this dark side of the ring. I was like, I hope next week's is a little bit better. I think the next one is Grizzly Smith. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure it is. That's not a story I'm not too familiar with, so I'm actually looking forward to that one. Yes. I do not know if there's another episode for the A&E's. I still need to get caught up on the other ones because I've seen the Shawn Michaels one and the Warrior one. I still haven't seen the uh, other ones, though. So I haven't seen Booker T's yet, and I, I keep telling myself I'm going to watch it, and then I don't. But I did watch Stone Codes, and I saw somebody else's, too. That I can't remember. But, I mean, because it's just like I've been watching so many of them. But I don't know. I'm just – I'm at the point where – it was like, Dana, you're mad over the dumbest things. That woman was before you. Let it go. Your husband was shit. Your husband was shit when you married him. He was racist when he when you married him. Yeah. I'm almost like, well, was you racist too? Was you believing in this stuff? I said this in the comments. This man is nothing but a, he was nothing but a fit Rush Limbaugh. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, in the dark side of the ring, they did touch on it. They talked more about him they, being a homophobe than being yeah, racist. They weren't going to say anything about the black. They were going to, they definitely, if they, we're going to say that we're going to talk about his comments, we're going to talk about the one that we feel more safe. Because they did show the part in the book that he wrote about black, he said something about little black kids. Mm-hmm. But they didn't, you know, they didn't say it. They just showed where they said he was racist. They, But they glossed over that real quick and was like, oh, but he was very homophobic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah, they, uh, they don't want to they don't want to because he somehow like like between the face paint and the athleticism like as far as his his physique they didn't want to sell like he was a big a big deal to fans who didn't know the ins and outs of the business so I believe they tried to protect him at all costs and it just didn't work. Well, my question for y'all is because I remember uh, Dre asked you last week about Drake you. Um, Younger, because a lot of people said when Drake Younger, you know, he was a, a CZW guy. He took a lot of chair shots, but they say he wasn't racist and he didn't believe in all the stuff that he believes in now. Do you think that it could be the same thing with Ultimate Warrior that he maybe took too many chair shots, too many steroid? I don't know because they weren't taking headshots like that. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it was a chair shot. And it could have definitely been the steroids. Definitely. But because the I'm not sure because when I was watching it, I don't, I don't remember him taking a whole lot of church shots like that. He took a lot of suplexes and power bombs, so that yeah, killed yeah. too, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, you could you could get dumped on your head the right way and, you know, get stone cold. Yeah. I, I mean, was I, trapped I, I mean, I want a heart. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, there was a picture that they kept showing on Dark Side of the Ring. He he's Ultimate Warrior at this point, and he's holding this little. The child looked like he was biracial, or maybe he could have been black. But he's holding this child, and it's a it's a, it's not a like they're taking a picture because you know it's an autograph kind of thing. It's like he's holding this child, like but it was a it was a side shot of him. And it's like mm-hmm. I said, if he was racist back then, I couldn't see him. You know, I couldn't see you holding on to a. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do you think know. it was? Do you think it could be something where he did what he had to do to be that spot? Because that was when he was trying to be Hogan. I don't see. That's the thing. I don't even know. Is and that's the whole thing about people being racist. You just don't know until it it comes out. Yeah. Because I, I, you, you, she might be, she might be right about that as far as like, um, just him, just trying to fake the funk, fake it till you make it. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I think that's where I think that's where uh, Drizzy's getting at. Like, it, and I can see that, especially in those days, you want to fake it till you make it and get to get to where you are. And when he overpowered Hogan in WrestleMania six, that we could say. He was faking it till he made it to, to unify those titles. You know what I'm saying? But we would need more evidence, more clarity. But, but it's racism, not out of the realm of possibility. But his racism didn't start showing until after he got out of the wrestling biz, and you know he started his own little radio show, which was you, and we, we started can... getting and we started getting more technology. See, at right? That time, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's easy to hide all this stuff back then. Now right. we have so much information at our hands. You can find out anything in five seconds. Right. And that, and that's what I'm thinking. Like we, he's was always that way. It's just like these. It's just like these cop killers. Like we see it because people are videotaping it now. It, it just didn't start, so it could be the same thing. Well, so I say he shit to me. I, I mean, it's just, I, you know, to me, it, it's kind of like damn. You know, being a kid, you really loved Ultimate Warrior, but then it's like this motherfucker was racist. Yeah, yeah, I love the music and him running to the ring and the face paint and. I his, met him at the Louisville Gardens back in the day. With the see, that's what his, first wife said. his first wife said that like when that music hit, the personality, the ultimate warrior personality came through. Right. Like you couldn't tell him nothing when that music hit. Right. I must have been a weird kid. I wasn't a warrior fan. I was. I met I like when I met him, like like I, said, I didn't have no I had no qualms with him. I met him at the Louisville Gardens. The main event was Warrior. Versus uh, Sergeant Slaughter for the WWF Championship in the Blue Steel Cage at Louisville Gardens, 1992. I was four years old. I never forget it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I had no qualms with him. My mom and uh, my dad uh, took pictures with him and all that. So, like, I didn't know about the racist stuff until I was much older, you know. But the energy in the ring, the energy in the in the arena was undoubtedly like positive, you know. So, uh, like that, and that's what I mean about as, as cultural impact. Like all the other stuff that I know now, I didn't know at the time, you know. And wrestling was everybody was superheroes, you know. So when he was run at the time when I was growing up, everybody, every wrestler has a personality of a superhero or, or a super villain, you know. Hogan was telling us to eat our vitamins, say our prayers. You know, Sergeant Slaughter was a military guy. Like the personalities fit the mold of those times. I wasn't too much in the political arena 
of the WWE universe of, of the WWE at the time. I mean, I liked I liked Ultimate Warrior as a kid, but Razor Ramon was right. he was my favorite. And my thing is that man had me full on believing he was Cuban for real, for real. Right, and that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at. The personalities were bigger than life, you know. Razor Ramon. Uh, I know you guys have seen that picture. I, y'all had to see it. Well, Rachel Ramon is at that at that black family's house and he's chilling yeah, on the porch. They said he would walk down. He they said he did this. And I mean, true story. They said that he would literally visit the poor areas in Miami and give these kids money by right. like I mean, but but Scott Hall, I haven't really heard anybody say that he was racist. Like right. him and Nash, you haven't heard them say, Oh, well, they were racist. You know what I'm saying? Right. They, no, Nash was a dick, but he wasn't a racist. <laughs> You heard the assholes and all other stuff, but never racist. Yeah, right, yeah. Michaels, and Kevin Nash was an asshole, but he was never a racist. Yeah. Now, Shawn Michaels, you heard some racist. Shawn Michaels and Triple H, you heard some little racist rumblings in the 90s. But yeah. other than that, like, you couldn't say that about Nash and Scott Hall. You could never right. hear something yeah. about Nash, Especially Scott Hall. Scott Hall wasn't racist. He was an asshole sometimes, but he wasn't a racist. I'm not sure about Triple H and Shawn Michaels. I think there's more may have been insensitive than... No, where people make bad jokes. Well, theirs was more they played pranks on the newer guys, and some of the newer guys were probably, you know, they were Hispanic or African American or Japanese, but theirs was more of a frat boy style. Right, exactly. Yeah, so college level say, shit. But, you know, nowadays, we would say that, well, that's racist because, you know, he's picking on that dude, and that dude's a different color. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's but, what I understand. Some of them black wrestlers didn't like it though. Right. What black, what black wrestler you gonna shoot their back and make them think they're gonna feel right about it? <laughs> right. They're ready to fight instantly. Black yeah, it's on, on site. They're ready to fight instantly. You shit my on, bag. What? On site. Look, this is my last day working here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our next thing. All right, so we're gonna open the door. Apparently, WWE. As of, hold on, let me get get my stuff correct because I want to make sure I'm accurate with this. My laptop just had to mess up on me the moment I say I'm going to do this. Damn technology. We we sat there and just praise technology that it does this to me. All right. As of, they have been in talks since late March, early April with New Japan Pro Wrestling to a possible working relationship where New Japan would exclusively in the States be working with WWE. What is your thoughts about this? This is now is nothing's been confirmed. It's just there are talks. There's a conversation being had. Who my so okay, I'm I'm a, I got a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Who's who's talking? Is WWE talking? Who came WWE to the table first? And New Japan are talking. It doesn't say who who initiated it. It's well, that's what I need to know because the I would love the like. Obviously, we know New Japan's ties to AEW and their superstars. Okay, mm-hmm. so the reason I'm asking who's doing the talking is because I don't know if this is one of those things where WWE is trying to like. Like snuff out the competition by putting they shaking their hand and having a knife in the other to spite AEW. I don't I, like what's the intention. Like I feel like they're business wise, it sounds great. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about Vince McMahon here and 
I don't yeah, know if he's doing it to snuff AEW. Well, they're not talking specifically with Vince McMahon. They're speaking with Nick Khan. Yes. Who, okay. Who I feel like is probably related to the Khan's at OAEW, but that's just me. That's just, <laughs> that's just me. Okay, and, 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 and again, that, that might change my perspective because, again, I feel like I, it can work, but I, I really want to know who's shuffling the cards. Mm-hmm. Nick this, is, this just broke this morning and like it broke said, early. They, they've been talking since March, April and we're at the end of May now. Right. There's no telling how long it's gone. Honestly, both sides are def- desperate to make a splash in each other's uh, right. part of the world. Uh, New Japan yeah. that failed two times now trying to get like an American thing going here. Mm-hmm. And WWE failed maybe once or twice trying to get something over there. And at the moment, they're probably the two bigger of each, biggest of each of the companies. Uh, so much that New Japan was able to block WWE from buying stardom. Right. And I think just New Japan style of wrestling just isn't hitting here like that. So. It's hard to say. Like, I mean, I can definitely see both this this whole partnership benefiting both parties an, amazingly. Right. Like, think yeah. about you seeing Okada in a WWE ring. Yeah, it it has the it has the makings to make great booking fantasies. But like we just talked about last week, I believe, like. When it comes to their superstars, like who's taking L's for who? Well, I think, well, and, and this is like I was telling Mr. Chris earlier, I think to me, New Japan is seeing that that deal, this deal that they've kind of had with AEW isn't working. So I feel like with exactly. WWE, they'll, t- they'll take this, WWE is going to treat this better with, with the white glove treatment. Does that make sense? Like they're not going to let Roman Reigns come over there and steal the new, you know, their heavyweight title. It's not going to happen. But I right. do believe, like, you know, your ricochets, um, you know, what? your they can go over there. All right, I have a question. What actual relationship does New Japan really have with AEW right this moment? Because I can't really say that it's an actual relationship because of the situations that are going on right now anyway. Right, that's what, I, honestly, that's what I'm getting honestly, at. Like, just entirely too much to try and get a Japanese superstar over here and get them on TV. Because the way wrestling works, you're like two weeks into it. If you're not hitting, they're done with you. Right. And it takes like a month in order to get cleared to get, like, like 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 a couple of weeks to get cleared to come over to Japan, to uh, America. Then you got to quarantine, and then they can put you on TV. Oh, side note. And then you gotta go back. Japan right now, their COVID numbers are getting higher again. So they are on lockdown again. And they're not letting nobody in until right before the Olympics. You see, so I'm not even 100 percent sure we can really call it a relationship because they've only had like maybe two people come over. Mm -hmm. Right. It was on a it was only on a real quick basis. You like you get one match, then you gotta go. Right. Right. You can't really build anything with that. And I also didn't want it to end up being like what we talked about uh, a few a few uh, podcasts ago, a few recordings ago with um, 
what AEW Impact was doing. Like we didn't, I don't want it to be, you don't want it to be Kenny Omega taking over the show, be end up being Thanos of the wrestling world. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I think? What? Well, even though Will Ospreay just hurt his neck, but do you think in a way this is, and this is Nick Khan of WWE, the WWE president, do you think this is kind of a way of blocking Kenny Omega from getting that title? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, ha- I don't have any evidence on it. But I, I, if it happened, I was like, yeah, see, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I agree with that. That was a freak accident. Freak accident. He hurt his neck. He's he vacated the title. And right. now, the thing about it though, he vacated the title what almost two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, that WWE is talking to New Japan. Right. Exactly. So I throw another wrinkle in this. Because it just came across my thing. Daniel Bryant is a huge topic of this discussion between WWE and New Japan. So is so is Sasha Banks. See. Because she wants to go over and wrestle. Her, Ricochet, and Daniel Bryant have been big. They were big proponents of opening this forbidden door. Yeah, Daniel Bryant's been waiting on it for a while, I've noticed. Sasha has too, because remember when she was on her hiatus, she was over in Japan re- training. Right, right. And isn't New Japan and Stardom connected? They're owned by the same uh, company. Yeah, New Japan owns it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, New Japan owns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just bought it uh, just uh, in 2019, I believe. And the crazy thing is, WWE blocked Kyrie Sane for wrestling, and what was it? Stardom, one of Stardom's. It was Stardom. Yeah, they blocked her from wrestling like and wanted her like I guess it would be like their Royal Rumble. Right. See? And I think they're still in I, I still think uh Yosha Rat might try to leave too once her contract is up. Like you, think, just, you think uh, say again? I believe Io Shirai will be probably trying to leave soon but once her contract is up. Ah, uh, I love me some EO Shirai, she, man. Uh, got mar- she got married last year, maybe, or the year before that. Yeah, to Evil from a uh, Losing Ingo Nobles. Yeah, you just how you get married and then have to come back to America and you're just not with your husband anymore. Right. Yeah, that's what Kyrie. That's what happened with Kyrie saying. Yeah, like that takes uh, that takes a toll. And that, that that sucks, man. Because I I love Kyrie saying too. That damn elbow. That elbow was cold, bro. And then Io Shirai, like what she does in the ring is wild, man. That moonsault and her moveset and that theme music. That theme music got, got me, made me want to go to a rave, man. That shit, that theme music bops, bro. One more question before we move on to our next subject. Yeah. Give me one, one dream AEW, not AEW, WWE, New Japan Pro Wrestling dream match. You want me to go first? Yes. Uso versus uh, who's it? God. God. Uh-huh. The gorillas. The gorillas of destiny. Yes. You're just trying to have all your favorite Samoans in one place. Yes, very I am. Greedy. Yes, I am. You are very greedy. I, <laughs> I was. I was. I was gonna say Roman Reigns versus uh, what's his name? I think I don't know if we talk about the same guy. He's in New Japan too. He wears the face paint. Tomatonga? Tom, yeah. Tomatonga is a part. Yeah, he's a part of GLD. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Tomatonga versus uh, versus Roman Reigns. I just had them all together. Just put them all together in the ring. Let, are let you doing look. all of them? 
like the Usos, like, Reigns. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. they that, That's what I was thinking. Tonga Tonga versus Roman Reigns. They can go ahead and uh, add Haku to GOD. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because that's Haku. Haku was a yeah, he was spiritual. Haku, man. I've I've heard stories about him. They, they didn't want to see him in the rain, especially if you would do if you was BSing backstage. I don't want to see him outside the ring. I don't want to. Yeah, see him if you was BSing backstage, man, he was a he was a general back there, baby. Like, ooh. So, all right. Well, our next and probably our last subject for the day. This Sunday is double or nothing. And this one, the card actually looks really, really good. Granted, there's some little weird ones, but it looks really good. So, guys, give me who you think is going to win. Oh, hold on, wait. There, hold on. There, did they add another match? Which uh, We did add another match. Who's, is it the buy-in? It is a couple. It is, I think it's. A, hold on, let me look. More on AW card has been revealed during tonight's data. Oh, it'll be revealed tonight. Ah, uh. all right. No, this is. Hold on, wait a minute. Okay, on May thirtieth, it's been added. We'll we'll add this in later. It's not on the buy in, but it is added onto the card. So we will have. The buy-in is where is that? There we go. Okay, the buy-in, the NWA Women's Championship, Serena Deeb versus Riho. Okay, who this is, this is? Go ahead. This is on the buy-in. This yes, is on the buy-in. A free show. If you don't know who to pick, I do not blame you because neither of these women have been on TV. Oh no, I know who to pick. I'm I'm picking. I'm going with Serena because this is supposedly Riho's last contracted AEW match. And she's going back to Japan. I can see that. Her her contract's up, and I don't know if she I they said she wants to go back to doing stardom. She wants to go back there. Mm-hmm. So I could see this being her last match. And not only that, I don't see her going down to Atlanta <clears throat> because I think it's th- it was Thunder Rosa versus Camille to see who's going to be the number one. And I think Camille won, so Camille's now the number I don't want to see Rio versus well, Camille. Camille won that match? I think Camille did win. So that means that Thunder Rosa can't go anywhere else to wrestle for any belts. I'm gonna have to look it up. Let me look it up. But I think I believe, Camille might have won. I but believe the story, or they haven't had the match yet. I believe the story for that match was if Thunder Rosa lose, she has to. That was the first time I ever heard of it. Loses stays in NWA. I know. That's horrible. That makes it sound like it's this horrible place to work. Uh, I'm going to go with Serena Deep just because she's uh she's the NWA Women's Champion, but she's actually signed to AEW. I have no idea what they're doing to hold NWA's women's championship hostage, but yeah. Wow, Black Barbie's looking that up. The next match. The the next match is Hangman Page 
versus Brian Cage. Too many cages and pages in AEW. There's enough to have a tag team of each. <laughs> so who do you got? Uh, gosh, let's see. I'm going with I'm going with Adam. He's he's gonna he's he's got this. Okay. Oh, on the side note, Thunder Rosa and Camille they went to a time limit draw. Okay. So no winner loss. Okay. No. So it's probably gonna be a triple threat for the NWA women's match probably. And I don't see Freeho going up against either one of them. But yeah, I'm going with Adam Page, the Hangman. All right, Bernard, who you got? Uh oh. Did we lose him again? Bernard. Bernard, say something. Can you, can you not hear me? We can't now. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, about to say no. I've been here. I can hear. I've been hearing y'all the whole time. Okay. All right. Yeah. Like so, my pick. I want to go with Hangman. I like Adam Page, but Brian has got this ascension. Obviously, he's got the look. Um. So, my my pick. So, like, if it was a competition, if I'm winning, if I'm trying to win, I'm going to go with Brian Cage, but I want to go with Adam Page. So, I just want that to, I just want that to be on the record. My pick is Brian Cage, but I want it. I want Hangman to win the match. But I'm a fan of Hangman Page. That makes sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm, listen, I'm going with Page just because Cage won the first one. Right. It's really for Paige to win the second one. So, and plus, well, I, I thought that too. You know, what I'm saying I, I, I was thinking that too, but I'm thinking because he's got the look, he's got the physique. Maybe they're trying to do something with him. You know, what I'm saying uh, he did the thing with Darby Allen. So I've seen him, and in moments, and he's still from he still wanted to up become a superstar. So I'm I'm gonna give him a big match win over a. Uh, a relatively good name and hangman to see if that ascends him somewhere further up the line. That's that's how I'm looking at the match because my head, my heart tells me hangman, but my head is telling me if hangman is pinned by Adam Page clean by Brian Cage clean, that can ascend him somewhere else. See, I'm. That's how I'm looking at it. Cause my my heart tells me hangman Page. If that same thing hadn't happened a month ago, I'd agree yeah. with you. But it, like I said, that's exactly what happened. So I can't see them giving Cage two back to back straight wins. Okay, the guy is supposed to be the number one wrestler. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. I, I, I hope I'm wrong. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like my heart tells me Hangman, but I just feel like they're trying to do something with Cage. I don't know what. They haven't pulled the trigger yet on him, and I feel like now if this was WWE. What? Brian, Brian Cage is getting the win if it's WWE because he is a Vince McMahon. He's Vince McMahon's perfect s- specimen. Right. Got yeah, the, big uh, body, the muscles. Yeah, yeah you're right. That's what Vince McMahon loves. Now, AEW's a whole different monster, and they love the little guys. Yeah. And I feel like and, and Drizzy is 100% correct. Adam Page is supposed to be the number one top dude. Right. And we know and he's I probably like gonna Adam Page. Get the belt off of Kenny Omega because mm-hmm. he's Omega's, he's going to be his Achilles heel. Right. Right. So, and I think that's what's going to happen. I think the, like I said, I think the whole window they gave Paige was just to give him a match. Okay. 
in that okay, way. And, and, and I hope I hope so. You know what I'm saying? It's just like based on what I've seen and what they look like they've done when he pinned him the first time, I'm like, okay, like I wasn't expecting that. So I'm hoping Adam Page gets the rub, but I just feel like they're trying to make a statement from when he pinned him the first time and just to show us that wasn't no fluke. And they're gonna ascend Brian Cage somewhere we don't see him, somewhere we don't see him currently. They'll give him the win again over Hangman. Now I don't want that to happen, but I just see that they're trying to make a superstar out of Brian Cage at the expense of Hangman. If Ricky Starks wasn't hurt, this would be a different conversation. I think uh, think that was the thing that Cage match was supposed to be a Starks match. Yes, and then Cage would be the last person. Okay. And I think him just getting hurt just kind of changed what that was. So right, okay. But I mean, Paige doesn't really have anything going on right now, so it makes sense. All right, our next match. And oh my god, I'm rooting for this man. Something terrible. Anthony Agogo versus Cody Rhodes. The American mm. Dream, Cody Rhodes. Oh my. Yeah, yeah. Cody Rose with the focus groups. <laughs> Cody Rose with my white and black American princess. Like I ran yeah. that place. Like, I ran that place black people. I mean my wife. <laughs> That's the He's uh, out there. I need out the hotel, hotel. I need Cody to stop answering questions. <laughs> In fact, I need Cody and Brandon to just stop answering questions. Get a PR. I want to love them. I really do. <laughs> I really do. But they say stupid stuff at times. <laughs> I gave my I, I did a focus group for my uh my promo. Why? <laughs> but when he got backlash, oh, it wasn't a focus group, you guys. I misspoke. I'm an idiot. Now you then then you bring like so you don't know what focus group means now. The focus group told him put the white guy with the uh with the Black Lives Matter shirt. It had to be because that shirt was too brand new looking. Yeah. To to be that man's shirt. That wasn't that man's shirt. He was a plant. Why did that camera know to look at that man as he's saying his little whatever? Oh my God, I don't know. Set like, up. Like, That's why. I, really, I just need Cody and Brandy to go and invest in a PR person and let that person take care of all these things from now on. Cody's only allowed to talk in promo. <laughs> That's my thing. Get Brand- if, Brandy- if Brandy's mama's alive, get Brandy's mama to be y'all's PR agent. Like, get us. Get her to talk, probably. Yeah. If live. Like Cody and, and I'm and I'm firmly for well, I would the promo isn't what made me support Anthony Agogo. Hit Anthony Agogo's promo where he called Cody a piss boy is what yeah. <laughs> that's what got me <laughs> Cody band, on that Anthony Agogo bandwagon. Yeah. If anything, the factory is literally just a faction for Anthony Agogo to go around calling people piss boys and nobody being able to do anything about it. <laughs> like, I really hope Anthony Agogo is winning this match. I yeah, I, I, yeah. For the sake of the for the sake of the story, I, I think I got uh, Anthony too. Yeah, because that would be pretty dope. I, I, I won't Anthony win, but Co- Cody's not losing on Memorial Day weekend like they said on Jabba Tears. I agree with that. He's oh, not losing. Yeah. See that. Oh, damn. Yeah, see that I didn't think about that. Yeah, oh. that threw me off. I got to throw a wrench. Throw, oh, we, gotta, we call it an audible? I'm audible. This is, yeah, I'm coming in. I'm coming in the headphones like I'm John Madden. He's <laughs> winning. 
she got us, Dre. We, she got us, Drizzy. We might have to call an audible. We can't have the American Nightmare to lose on a Memorial Day weekend. No, no, no. He said he's going to be American Dream for this one. American Dream. He's doing it. Oh. He's he, I, I, how much, I bet he's coming in polka dots. <laughs> oh, I bet his belly or something. Oh my god, he's coming. Uh, out he come out. Guys. We can't he's have the American, American Dream flag. lose. Yep, he might even come out to the American Dream song. <laughs> yeah, we can't. We can't have the American Dream lose on on Memorial Day weekend. So yeah, Cody, we got Cody Rhodes standing in front of an American flag, saluting with eagles flying over and everything. It's gonna be the most patriotic thing you've ever seen in your life. We're going to have them sparklers from that hardcore match, too. It's going to be America times 10. <laughs> they're going to have an inflatable of his tattoo behind them. It's going to be <laughs> not losing. He's not. Yeah. yeah. I, want Cody yeah. To lose. I want Cody to get knocked out. Yeah, Cody's not losing. Yeah. He ain't real day weekend. He ain't losing. Yeah. Yeah. And we're we going to have, he, at the end of the match, he's going to have those sparklers that they had in that death match. Go and on. he's gonna play American flag over Anthony Ogogo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, poor Gogo. America. America. Cody's <laughs> really gonna oh, Team America. That is ridiculous. I gotta move. I, I'm, I'm, I'm heartbroken now. <laughs> like a Bud Light. All right. <laughs> he said a Bud Light. Yeah, that's the most American drink I can. American beer I can think of. Shot got a Bud Light. But the sparkle is going off in the background. Oh, man. That's horrible. All right. The <laughs> next match, the one that they added. Yeah. Sting and Darby Allen versus Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Um, we already know who winning that. Yeah. Uh, it's probably going to be Sting. It's Sting and Darby Allen, probably. Yeah, Sting and Darby Allen. They've been having this rapport since their last matchups. And somebody's got to turn on somebody because I don't want to. S- I want to. I want to see. I want. I don't want to see Darby Allen turn on. I want to see Sting turn on Darby Allen. I don't think it's gonna happen. Not. I mean, not, I wouldn't mind it happening, but their their rapport. I've liked what they've done so far. And what would you do if that happened? Like, what would be next? Because I mean, since since because Darby Allen lost the the TNT title, right? And since he lost that title, he's been doing this thing with Sting. And do you create a program with Sting? Like, cause Sting isn't gonna like his next program is gonna be Cody Rhodes because Cody's gonna feel dismissed. Remember when Sting dismissed him? He was like, "I'm not here for you, boy." Right, that's what I'm saying, and and, and that's that's what I'm getting at. Based on what you're saying, I wouldn't mind that. But what do we go with Darby Allen if Sting turns on him, knowing that we get knowing that we getting Sting versus Cody? Oh, he's absolutely one of the top. There's at least there's at least two other guys that'll be going after their world title and should get it. Adam Page and Darby Allen. Yeah. I mean, I would think so. I, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. But I don't think he'll get it. I don't think he'll get into the rub before Hangman. No, it's was- already, the rub's already been given. Cody's lost to him. Okay. <laughs> Well, he hasn't lost. He's gone to a draw where he couldn't beat Darby Allen. Okay. So, yeah, I I wouldn't mind that at all, actually. I mean, I just feel like we're going to get a turn between them two eventually. Mm Because the whole Ethan and Scorpio thing makes no sense. They don't even need to be a tag team. They should be separate, but, you know, just my theory. Scorpio Scott out of a tag team to put him in a tag team. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 
That was stupid. Made him the face of the revolution. Ma- gave that man a sonic ring. Hey, sonic rings make you turn super. He didn't turn super. He turned evil. Right, yeah, they gave him. He he did that. What, the reach for the what was the match called? What was a lot of match called? It was called? the uh, the face, face of the, the revolution. revolution. Yeah, yeah, face of the revolution where they grabbed the brass ring, and then nothing happened. And it was over. Yeah, and it was over. Oh, that's ridiculous. All right, our next match: the Casino Battle Royale. There is a empty spot for somebody. But the other members of this will be Christian Cage, Matt Seidel, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ten, Evil Uno, Colt Cabana, Matt Hardy, Private Party, Jungle Boy, Pentagon Zero, because I'm not calling him that long ass name, Wayne, Nick Corrado, Lee Johnson, Dustin Rhodes, and the Varsity Blondes. Who do you guys got? Can I say this before we say anything? Again, half of Dark Order is in this match. SES <laughs> one, two, and three. <laughs> there's three of yeah, there's three of them in it. They're none of them winning. No, no, because Tin is still relatively new. Evil is a tag team guy. Colt Cabana is hasn't been on TV in months, <laughs> so I can't see. I feel like they just put uh, put a few names in here. And there's like three tag teams, four tag teams. Yeah, they put some names in there to fill it up. Uh, Wait a minute, no, take that back. I got my winner. I got one. Christian Cage is in this match. Oh, Oh, shit. Yeah, Powerhouse Hobbs is in this match. So, those two are probably gonna be the last, would be the last two. But the guy who has consistently been at the end of every battle royale. My pick in the dark horse, Jungle Boy. I knew you was gonna pick him. I knew it. I knew it. I'm going with Powerhouse Hobbs. I can see that. Um, I can definitely see Jungle Boy. I'm gonna go with Christian Cage um, because of like what he was doing since he's been to AEW. Been pretty okay, and they might try to establish him to give him to give him a rub to have a to have him eventually put over their younger talent. So I think this will be his opportunity to get his name, well, not get his name recognized, because his name is recognized, just to get him established in the hierarchy of the of matchmaking, so they can, so he can help put over a younger superstar. So that's why I'm going with Christian Cage winning this big match, so he can help in the future put over a younger star. Well, see, I think the reason why I'm picking Hobbs is because, like, I feel like. I feel like they're doing more for him with Team Taz than they did for Brian Cage, and I don't know why. Yeah, I see that. Brian Cage is supposed to be the FTW champion, but I take it. it. I'm always up to see a black man win. (laughs) Hobbs is doing the work. Like Hobbs is out here doing Taz's work. We're talking about. Well, you know, we had a great match against you guys. But no, you're supposed to be healed, dude. Heal. I think that was. I think they're getting ready to turn uh, uh, Brian Cage. I think that's yeah. part of what that is. But I don't think they can do it at the moment since Ricky's hurt. So right, right, because right. It, it would. It was supposed to be him and Ricky arguing with each other. Mm-hmm. I, to me, I just, I, 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 I want to see Christian eventually, and I do want to see Jungle Boy. But I feel like with Jungle Boy, I want to see Jungle Boy first get a tag. 
team belt, then get the you know, then win the TNT title. You want him to do the whole nine yards. I, I want him to be the first Grand Slam champion of AEW. Oh, you want Jungle Boy to, yeah, I can see Jungle Boy growing, yeah. Yes, I want him to progress and then you want him to grow, yeah. He's not gonna do that. But you know what I'm saying? I want to see him. He's one of their homegrown talents. I want to see him or Darby Allen do that. Like one of them two. Yeah. Like they're little dudes. Give them give them the Daniel Bryan treatment. You know what I'm saying? He was the underdog. Mm-hmm. Look at him. I, that's Luke Perry's son. But Luke Perry's yeah. first AEW triple uh Grand Slam champion. Right. I can see that. Sorry, that's my. I love Jungle Boy though, and I mean that. And I, I, I think it's gonna come down to them three. It's so always done the Jungle Boy. It's always done the Jungle Boy. Yes. And every single battle royal is Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, our next match: Stadium Stampede, the Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle. Man, if this is anything like that, <laughs> ta- that cage match, that blood and guts. This is going to be more similar to that what they had a couple of years ago with uh, it was the inner circle and the elite. Okay. I feel like this it's going to be a good match. Pinnacle won. Yeah, I think inner circle is getting this one because the pinnacle won the first one. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I'm going to give this to the inner circle. Uh, but I, 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 I think this is gonna this is gonna be an entertaining match. It's definitely gonna be an entertaining match with all the participants involved, with all the personalities. Yeah. But Drizzy, I think he said it best. We're getting these matches in reverse. Bloody guts should have came last. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I and I, I totally agree with that. Like blood and guts should have been the combination, of the finale of this of these matches. Mm-hmm. But I'm. A, but I also think okay maybe like. AEW didn't want it to be like predictable, like you know, like like Hell in a Cell is supposed to be a finale in a rivalry. Blood and Guts is supposed to be traditionally Blood and Guts war games are traditional ends of ends of scorns and rivalries. Maybe AEW wanted to change it up, so I, I get it, but I just feel like. That's that's just my opinion on it. That and I agree with y'all. But I think AEW is thinking we wanted to shuffle the deck a little bit. I don't know. We'll find out. Right. Uh, all right. Our next match: the AEW World Tag Team Championship, the Young Bucks versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. I've been looking at this, and. Uh, it's been hard for me to pick this match. And I've been thinking about this match all week because the story is so intriguing and the match, the matchup is so night and day as far as stylistically. Um, so as of right now, I still don't have a, 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 a winner for this match. Uh, I'm going to listen to what y'all say and I'm going to see if, if it jives with what I was thinking. But I don't have a winner for this match yet. Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, as I'm saying, uh, I've been thinking about it. Now, if I think about logistically, you know, Renee's about to have the baby. Um, 
Moxley's got to get off TV sometime unless he's just going to keep wrestling. And I mean, that seems kind of selfish. You know, it's your first child and you're just going to keep wrestling. Right. I mean, she lives all the way. Y'all live in Vegas. So it's like, do you put the belts on them? And then have uh, the Young Bucks try to get it back and then let Mox take his little time off, like maybe a month and a half off. Right. Well, I mean, think about AEW. They don't have pay-per-views all every month like WWE, so it's quite possible he could do that. Right. But, like, it, it, and I was also thinking, like, what do you go with Eddie Kingston once Moxley is gone? Because, like I said, their, their story is so intriguing to me. Like, that's why I want them to get it. But I also think about what you said. Renee's about to have this baby, so I don't want them to get it, and then they have to do something to where they lose it because of that. So I'm going to pick the Young Bucks because of that, but I, I'm really intrigued in this match. I'm going to go with the Young Bucks too, but I think it's not going to be a clean win. I think the Good Brothers might come out and interfere. Yeah. I'm going with Moxley and Kingston. See, you are I'm, going with Moxley and Kingston? I want to yeah, go I'm going to go Moxley. I want to, but I just don't I don't see logistically long term with Renee being pregnant and then the riff with. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think it'll be long term either. I just think that they're going to okay. work too. Okay, okay. Uh, all right. Now let's go. Our next match AEW TNT Championship Miro versus Lance Archer. Who you got? Who you got? I got Miro. He ain't losing that belt. Yeah, Miro just got it pretty much. I mean, I like Lance Archer. I'm saying you can't, you can't deny him with those damn braids he got, but and it, and his style of match. But Miro just won that belt, so I'm, I'm gonna give it to Miro. Plus, he's the best man, so he's the best man to hold the belt. Miro's probably not losing that belt until Kip Sabin comes back. True, and he just had surgery a couple days ago. Yeah, so. You like they'll get like maybe a couple of months and then he'll be back. All right, AEW Women's Championship: Sheeta versus Britt Baker. If Sheeta don't come out with the Yakuza Sheeta, Britt Baker's winning. But Britt Baker should have won, and she should have had this belt a long time ago. She should be the face of AEW. Yeah, like uh, every time I every time I put faith in Britt Baker, WWE AEW disappoints me. So. Like, it's not her fault. Even when she went to me, a lot of the times, even when Britt Baker loses, she wins. So I think AEW has picked up on that. And that's why they haven't made her to face the women's division. Uh, Because either way, they they know that the fans like her. So they're going to continue. They're going to make her. They're gonna book her either in the either way they want to because the fans are gonna accept her regardless. Right. Um, so for that reason, I think Britt Baker's gonna lose this match. But hey, she should win the match. Nah, this is a redemption story. It this should is be. be the one. This is gonna this is gonna be the one where Britt takes it. And can I throw this in? Britt Baker and Jay Cargo was beefing on Twitter a couple weeks ago. Oh shit. Jay Cargill was like, you lost and you had and the only reason why you look good is because you bled. She's like, I don't have to bleed to win or to look good. Right. That so sounds I good. Think, I think that will be and plus Jay needs 
something. I yeah. think this is the first, if Rick gets this title, that's going to be her first rivalry because they've been going back and forth on Twitter. And AEW has been good about recognizing the Twitter beefs. Okay. All right. Our last one main event Kenny Omega versus Pac versus Orange Cassidy. Oh, God. That, that sounds weird. No other way that you spin it. <laughs> Could we fuck around and get Orange Cassidy as the world heavyweight champion? No. <laughs> Why would it's... they put him in this match? To take that fall. That's literally why he's in this match. Orange Cassidy is going to take the pin clean so you over Kenny Omega. I think Pac is getting. You don't think Pac can take a can take a loss? Pac can take a loss. I don't or think Pac. I don't think Pac's take. I don't think Pac's taking the 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 bastard's not taking a loss. But Orange Cassidy can't either because look what happened since he's lost. I mean, they bury him on dark. I mean, not bury him, but I'm, I don't mean bury him in the sense of like John Cena bury. But they they put that man more on dark and dark elevation. And and at one point in time, Orange Cassidy was over with the fans. When we had, yeah, I love Orange Cassidy. I love the squeeze. You know I what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a squeeze guy. You know, okay, but the the personalities in this match are too strong. Okay, it makes sense to me now that you say that. I'm a squeeze uh, guy. Barbie. He was over when there were fans. There are some guys that you just need that fan interaction to understand. He's one of them. And I think they're going to have fans. They're they're going full capacity, right? Full capacity. Um, was it Saturday night or Sunday night? Sunday. Oh, yeah. It's, um, oh, oh, it's Memorial Day weekend. Y'all know Cody loses. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's oh. full capacity. <laughs> Or they're so, definitely they're, they're doing this is definitely just for the fans. <laughs> okay. At Penn, I'm telling you, he's eating. I mean, Kenny's win. Hands down, Kenny is winning just because they're yes. not going to lose the belt. But this whole thing is more just to get Orange Cassidy in the main event of something. Right. All right. We are going to go ahead and wrap it up. Bernard, where can we find you? <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm just uh Bernard Mange on Facebook, uh Bernie Mange or Bernard Mange on uh Instagram and Bernie Mange on PlayStation, my game of tag. So uh and then Bernard on power ups and power bombs. Uh what else I got? I think that's it. I ain't too much in the social media. I'm old. So <laughs> I got too much going on. That I'm old out here. Yeah, Black Barbie, what you got going on? Well, uh, we didn't have a new episode this week because we're trying to get through Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So once we get through that, we'll we'll have a new episode next week. You can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Black Barbie One One Six. You can follow, find me on Facebook at Ariel Cottrell, and you can find me in the Sheer Geeking Group. And we have we normally have episodes drop every week, but we took a break to watch TV. This week. That just sounds so irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's was facts. How dare you go watch TV? We want to keep them, damn it. <laughs> well, damn it, we took a break to watch TV. One more thing before I go, go drop my socials. How far in the one piece is Mr. Chris now? 
I think he's at episode 300 and something. I think he's almost at 400. Okay. I'm at 350. I'm, I'm going to catch him. <laughs> I think y'all might be y'all might be neck and neck. I have to ask him. Wait, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you in the, in the group chat. Let's see. All right. You can find me at on IG at B-I-G-D-R-Y-Z-Z-Y-502 on Twitter at P-U-P-B Podcast. And you can also find me on IG at the Power of Power Bombs. On, it's all one word. I'll find something. I'll do something. What I don't know, but I'll do it. But uh, shout out to Shergeekum. Shout out to the villain. Shout out to which uh, mm, random digits podcast that will be back on June 9th. Shout out to the Nation of African American Wrestling. Thank you to everybody that listens. Uh, shout out to the Ville Wrestling. You can tell them I'm blank. <laughs> I write these things down. Uh, I, think I, I think I got everybody. Yeah, that sounds about pretty much. That sounds about right. If not, you can DM me and tell me I forgot you. I'm probably not going to read it right away. So, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. All right, folks, for Black Barbie and Bernard, I am Drizzy, and we are out. See y'all. Stay safe.